And now, the show that bridges the gap between faith and business. Welcome to Bottom Line Faith. On today's show, Bill Hart, CEO and founder of Bill Hart Biz Growth. The identity God gave me was you're a Barnabas. You're going in as a son of encouragement into these businesses, helping them align their business with good principles, serve the customer, and encourage and raise the whole time within the organization that people have better hope, they're more encouraged, and their lives are impacted, not just from their income. Hello, everyone. This is Ray Hilbert, your host here at Bottom Line Faith. If you're a first-time listener, thanks for checking us out on the program today. If you're a subscriber or a long-term listener, welcome back. You know that this is the program where we have the incredible privilege of traveling the country and meeting with and speaking with some of the top Christ-following business and marketplace leaders across the country. We learn their stories, we learn uh, their victories, their failures, how they uh, hope to live out their faith and are trying to live out their faith every day in the marketplace. And kind of the analogy, that uh, the word picture that we like to use here is this is where we're going to lift the hood and we're going to tinker around in the engine of Christian leadership in the marketplace. So welcome to Bottom Line Faith. Check out all of our other interviews at bottomlinefaith.org. That's bottomlinefaith.org. You can uh, also scroll down to the bottom and you could subscribe to the program. It's out on a weekly basis and you can subscribe on Google Play. You can subscribe at iTunes, Stitcher, and many of those podcast platforms. So check that out there. You can also check us out uh, through social media. Look for the bottom line hashtags and such. And uh, also, if you're a Christ follower in business, and you're interested in being in a community of like-minded business owners, check out truthatwork.org, truthatwork.org. Truth at Work is the sponsoring ministry behind the Bottom Line Faith program. Click on the links there to learn about our roundtable program that is meeting in cities across the country. We have several hundred Christian business owners and leaders meeting monthly together, and you might want to check out that and become a part of that community as well. Well, gang, listen, I am very, very excited uh, for our guest today. Uh, I am in what is starting to feel like my second home, home away from home, Birmingham, Alabama. I've lovingly called this not only the Bible Belt, but we are sitting in the polished, shiny buckle in the Bible Belt, Birmingham, Alabama. And my guest, uh, my friend and now soon to be your friend on today's program, is Bill Hart. Bill is the CEO and founder of Bill Hart Biz Growth, and you can learn about Bill and his company at Bill Hart, that's H-A-R-T, biz, B-I-Z, growth.com. Bill, welcome to Bottom Line Faith. Ah, glad to be here, Ray. I'm excited. We have had a chance to have a meal together over the past few years and get to know each other, um, but our folks in the program don't know Bill. They don't know you. They've never met you. So uh, tell us, uh, what is Bill Hart Business Growth? We'll get into your your story and your testimony and such, but right up front, tell us what it is that God is calling you to do in the marketplace. I work with small and mid-sized companies, a few large ones, to help them grow their revenue, grow their leadership skills, improve the communication, better care for their people, and overall, better serve the customer. And really, that services model is how are they serving the customer through the sales process. So many companies are transaction-oriented, trying to sell something I want people to stop that, and I want them to learn to help the buyer buy and really help them discover 
the truth that they're trying to help them with the customer. And it's really a, a golden rule principle. I, I call it the platinum rule, the, the two golden rules. One's the biblical, he who has the gold makes the rules. And then the biblical of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So the platinum is really sell to me the way I want to be sold to. Help me solve my problems from my perspective. Love me as I want to be loved. So uh, companies would hire you to consult with them, to train their sales and leadership team on, on this yes. kind of methodology. Yeah. Yeah. You do workshops, you do seminars and so forth. Take, take just a moment and uh, walk us through one of the principles that you believe, or, or maybe you have some terminology or methodology that could be a great tangible takeaway in applying what is your area of expertise? Yeah, I call the process customer aligned selling. It's aligning with where your customer is in the buying process. So there's a lot of research on buying stages and where customers are and how they think and make decisions and decide. And most people sell out of their own preference on the way they like to buy. And uh, if you're a sales rep in the field, you're thinking about my quota, what I've got to do, and you're very transactionally oriented. Well, people can feel that and they know they feel like being manipulated. And since post 2008, uh, everybody's skeptical. They, you know, they're all promises made. Kind of 2008 was the death of, of, of the trust. And so the old methodology of selling actually break trust, mm. create risk. And right now, the, oh, the greatest thing I see from buyers is risk. I'm trying to reduce my risk, and I'll try to reduce it through price or some other, or delay the decision just because I see there's risk. So a customer-aligned selling approach actually figures out where the buyer is in their buying process, comes alongside with them, and their goal is to add value throughout the whole sales process, helping them buy the right solution. If, it's, if you're not the right solution, you're forthcoming, but your whole goal is to add value. And just as Jesus went in the marketplace to add value, and therefore he built trust, um, our number one goal is to teach people how to build trust throughout the process. Trust is not an, a single event, it's cumulative. Your characters, your trust, your empathy, your competency, and your credibility all make up that. And most people think sales is a process, not a person. It really is a person. Well, um, I, that is really, really good stuff. And, you know, I, I, my background coming in through corporate sales and so forth, I remember uh, working for a Fortune 10 company. And I remember going through sales training and biz dev training with them. And, and they, I remember them saying, now, when you go in to see a customer, the answer is yes, then ask the question. And it was this mindset, do whatever you've got to do to get the business. And it really was not get to know this person, get to know their needs, their pains, their desires, and what success is for them. It really is, like you said, meet the quota. So maybe that's old school, or maybe, maybe, it maybe it's the world's way. <laughs> but what specific biblical principles are the foundation that God has shared, you know, given you to now teach companies and leaders, how can they sell in a biblical way? What are those principles involved? Yeah, one is love your neighbor as yourself. So you really got to approach it. How do I want to be treated? Treat others as you want to be treated. But actually, it's not in treating others as you want to be treating. You need to understand that person from their perspective. We're all God's creatures created in His image, but very unique. And so people have different buying styles. They have different thinking preferences. I subscribe to and use the process called whole brain thinking by Herman Solutions. It's the science of your brain. Your brain's got four unique thinking preferences. And because of that, different people have different ways they 
like to make decisions. Instead of selling them out of your selling and thinking preference, you learn to adapt to them. That builds trust. That also helps that person make the decision. If you're highly analytical and, a high, and I'm highly relationship and I'm selling out of let me get to know you, let's go play golf, let's play, that's actually annoying to you. Yeah. you give me the bullet points, get to the bottom line. But if you're a bottom line sales rep talking to someone who needs all the detail, that's going to frustrate that detail buyer. So it's really one, learning to adapt, love them as they want to be loved, but two, treating them with honesty and respect. Jesus never screwed anybody over and he wasn't manipulative. And most sales techniques, especially all the way up through the early 2000s, had a manipulative component. It wasn't a goal to add value, even uh, solution selling, which was a big and ascribed uh, to it. Yep. But solution selling was identify the need or the problem so I could sell you something and then move on. The buyers only buy because they're trying to uh, have an outcome, a solution. And that's why their risk increases as they get closer to buying is because they're, what if I don't get this outcome? And old selling models were, okay, I sold it to you, move on. So one of the things I do is working with companies is not only to make sure you got proper methodology, aligned them with their buying, are you delivering the very things you promised? What's your ethics in the delivering? How, how, what's the customer's experience post-sale with the sales rep, with the customer service, with your employees? That's living out the gospel because then you get opportunity when you're adding value to share more than your product or service. You start having the opportunity to share your life, and your business, and that becomes a platform where you can share Christ. Uh, as as we're talking here, it's almost as if you believe this stuff. It's yeah, almost yeah. as if like this is for real, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah it is. And all, all kidding aside, this really is the calling that God has given you, right? For yeah, business. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's been a long journey, but this is where I ended up and uh, I found a sweet spot. Uh, listening to a Bottom Line Faith podcast, uh, really God gave me the identity. I always thought I was like a Joseph or, or a Nehemiah of coming into rescue. And I'd fought that because I'd pursued entrepreneurial ventures thinking, wow, I'm going to take this and grow. And they hadn't worked. And uh, God forced me into what I'm doing now. And then listened to a Bottom Line Faith podcast. I don't remember what was said, but the identity God gave me was you're a Barnabas. You're going in as a son of encouragement into these businesses, helping them align their business with good principles, serve the customer and encourage and raise the whole tide within the organization that people have better hope. They're more encouraged. And their lives are impacted, not just from their income, but their family life, their marriage. I ended up doing a lot of, quote, counseling yeah. as I coach people because I do a lot of coaching. And I start asking them, hey, can I ask you a personal question about your marriage? And I had one guy who I'm coaching said, you know, this last year and a half, we're going through the most stressful time in our company I've ever had. And I wouldn't be handling it like I am right now, except you started asking me spiritually based questions a year ago. That's ministry. Yeah. So that my platform is... God's given me this platform to get in and, and counsel will encourage business owners and share the gospel in, in that process. I love it. So um, we're going to come back to uh, maybe some of your failing uh, failures in business and so forth and some of the challenges you've been through in life. But did you grow up in a Christian home? or Tell, tell us a little uh, bit yeah. about your background. Great Christian home. was born in Birmingham, but grew up in Naples, Florida. Now it's suffered down in South Florida growing up. Uh, wonderful Christian parents, uh, still married. They've been married almost 60 years. Um, my dad was an entrepreneur, started his own company, ran it. So I really watched him. He really modeled, served the customer well. So I had a fantastic role model and he really invested in me a lot and really was into you know, 
doing what's right, ethical, and high competency. Um, so grew up into that well, um, went to Auburn, got my undergrad in management, had family in Birmingham, so interned here, and then uh, met my wife after I graduated here, and uh, so grad school became Birmingham. Yeah. And so I have an MBA from UAB, and uh, then right out of that, we got married, and I jumped into with an entrepreneurial company, and really it's where I began to really get my feet wet in leadership development right out of grad school. I joined a company that did leadership development. Folks, we are speaking with Bill Hart, uh, the founder and CEO of Bill Hart Biz Growth. You can check out uh, Bill's website at billhartbiz, that's B-I-Z, growth.com. And uh, I'm sure he'd love to hear from you and, and maybe even just send him a note of encouragement as you've heard today's program. So, <clears throat> Bill, before beginning recording the interview, you you were sharing with me some challenges, some some tough times, some dark times that you've been through. Uh, why don't would you mind just sharing a little bit more with our audience about what is some of that season of failure? What was that like? What'd you learn? Just kind of walk us through that a little bit. The yeah, hard times. I, I had a couple couple of instances. Um, I set up a, a satellite office. I was in the IT industry for ten years and set up a branch office uh, in Birmingham out of a company as a national company, but ran it as satellite from Atlanta. And I felt like a redheaded stepchild. And that was just such a challenge. Uh, I'd go get accounts, have this national company set up, and then I'd lose the business because of lack of support out of my, my, you know, it was continually. And so my credibility and ethics were really challenged. And I had customers going, we love you, but we're not doing business with you anymore because of the support. And I'm like, God, where are you? Help me. I'm out there working my tail off trying to feed my family. And and this company that's supposed to be great supporting is really failing me. And that was a learning to walk by faith and not my sight and just losing business that is no fault of your own. And I had that happen twice with two different IT companies of just, you know, go out there and you do all you can. And so that was a, about a 10-year stint. And then out of that, God led me uh, serendipitously into uh, nuclear pharmaceuticals. I was vice president of sales and business development for a company called Regional Nuclear Pharmaceuticals with the PET scan. We were making the radio pharmaceutical for a PET scan. And that company grew, invested in it, but due to a lot of pride and arrogance, the company went down and I lost money in it. And I'm like, wow, Lord, I thought you left me here and it was going to grow and we're saving lives through cancer screening. And wow, thanks for leaving me high and dry. Well. <laughs> But being an entrepreneur, I got the bug and I felt God's calling to do something. And the internet was really coming together for online recruiting. And I saw a, a, a problem with online recruiting was there a lot of niche markets that didn't have good sites to match matchmaking. And I took the idea of Monster.com, eHarmony, and literally YouTube and built a unique online recruiting called Niche Recruiting Technologies. We, that was 2006. God brought in people, a lot of prayer. I mean, Lord, if this is to go, I need funding. He's, I started getting funding. I'm like, wow, I got this momentum. And I get the software. We hit our software. Dead. We actually got our programming deadlines in. And God was just bringing the resources. Then 2008 hit. And nobody's hiring in 2008. And I just ran out of capital. And Satan started attacking me then. I mean, Satan... I had made that my dream, my goal. And that's the challenge with entrepreneurs. I realized when an entrepreneur sets their energy, that's fantastic. But man, you can make that your idol. You can put every piece of energy you have into it. And then 
when it starts to fail, you feel a failure, especially if you built your self-worth. And I was doing it. It was clear. I'd finally gotten my own. I'd gotten out of the burden of everybody else, and I was going to do this on my own. And we had momentum and, you know, unforeseen forces. Uh, and that's when Satan really started hitting me. I mean, really started feeding me lies. And the world's feeding you lies. You know, your self-worth is only in your profitability. Your self-worth is only in, quote, your success. And success only has one measurement. That's called dollars. Not what you are as a father, what you are as a parent, what you are as a neighbor, what you are as church, what you are. Even going through hard times, the world says those are invaluable. Well, that's where the Lord looks. But Satan was really hitting me. And, you know, my dreams were falling apart. And I started hearing voices. I mean, I literally started hearing voices of, it's not worth it take your life. You're in despair. That probably went on on and off for two months, but there was a two-week time frame that I heard voices every day. And I'd just go home and take a nap because I knew if I could get to sleep, God would rescue me. And I'd wake up an hour later, I was fine. And I'd go pray. And I'd tell my wife, we made a pact. Nothing, we won't do anything stupid because we love each other. That was the hardest time of my life. And God carried me out of that. So you, you know one of our primary goals here at Bottom Line Faith is that if someone's listening to a program, just one person can be encouraged, can um, uh, be brought out of a dark season or be inspired to do that thing that God's put on their heart. So uh, this is obviously a, a very real, very raw, very emotional sharing of the, of the story for you. So, Bill, what, what would you say to someone who's listening to the interview right now, this program, maybe they're uh, walking on their uh, treadmill, got their headphones on, they're driving down the highway, got the, ra- uh, got the podcast playing, and they're in that dark season. They're feeling despondent. They're feeling despair. They're feeling like they're hearing those voices of discouragement, yeah. evil, tormenting yeah. voices. Yeah. What would you say to them? Why not say... What wall is your ladder up against? Because if, if your ladder's up against the wall of success by the way the world defines it, even in success, you're going to be in despair. So if, you, if you're trying to build a business and it's truly God's business, then he can either make it or break it. But what's the lessons learned in it? So success is not defined by your success. Your validation is not defined by your success. Your validation is defined by who you are in God. And so whether you make it or whether you don't, it doesn't determine who you are. You're God's creature created in His image for a unique role. And just in this crisis, that may be your unique role. My kids have since told me, Dad, we watched you go through that crisis and we watched other dads go through the crisis. Their families fell apart. Ours didn't. Thank you. And that's the role of God. And the other thing is learn to pray. I got where I took one day a month and I'd spend a half a day off in the woods with my Bible, pouring through the Psalms. My mother used to say, I don't like blues. Blues is sad. And, and the Bible's supposed to be making joyful noise. I said, Mom, then you hadn't read Psalms. <laughs> 80 percent of the or Psalms. Lamentations. <laughs> yeah. Or all blues tunes. Yeah. David was, the, you know, he was the original blues artist. So, I mean, get solace in the Psalms. Go Psalms 88 is one of the saddest Psalms. He just leaves in despair, but he knows he's where's despair. He's left his despair with the Lord. 
So he's put his despair in the holiest of hands. And, and then David and others, why are you downcast on my soul? I read that one over and over and over. And then Psalms 27, one, God, God told me to read Psalms 27 every day for a month. It was just bam. And there's where you can get solace. Go to scripture, go to the Lord. Your hope is in the Lord. If your hope is in a job or your hope is in your company, that's going to be a painful place because it's going to fail you someday. What are some of the challenges you face today in uh, living out your faith? You know, obviously your faith is cornerstone to who you are and how you live, and it's foundational to what you teach and train. But in the midst of all that, what are some of the challenges that you have in living out your faith in the business world? Well, one, I still got to make a living. So I, even though I'm, I do sales training and coaching, I've got to sell. I've got to get prospects. I've got to not only serve my existing clients, I got to generate new business. I've got my own revenue goals. I have my own quotas. It's called what I need to live and then what I need to give to the kingdom. I'm very kingdom focused. So if I'm not making enough income, I can't give to where the Lord's put on my heart. So those are challenges. Those are stress. I've got to make a quota every month, you know, in, in that. And Believe me, and we, my wife and I pray about it. Hey, something hadn't closed yet, or, or I, I don't, my pipeline's really dry right now. So those are very legitimate things that, that, that uh, you know, I talk to a lot of sales trainers who get fed companies because someone else is selling. Well, I've got to kill and eat it at the same time. So it's, it's a real challenge. And then what's the balance of pursuing profit versus pursuing people? That's one of my greatest challenges is, and this is what the Lord really changed me over just this year, probably the last four months, is I was pursuing profit. I'd set a, a new revenue goal I wanted this year. It was literally a 30% growth. I had gone to a workshop and gone through all the goal processing. And right in about April and May, God really said, whose goal is that? And a lot of it was due to listening to Bottom Line Faith and my involvement in truth at work of some of the topics we're going through. And then this summer, we covered the margin. And how are you going to have margin if your sole goal is to increase your business by 30%? And, and I realized I don't have any margin if my goal is to increase yeah. my business. Yeah. And so I, I began to say, okay, what is my goal? And I started more and more seeking how can I be a Barnabas to companies and just trust in the Lord to provide. And, and this month he has well and I don't know where it's going to be December, but he's already loaded up January. So I'm thankful for that. And I really have about a three-month time window of where my sales cycle runs. And But it's it's uh, walk by faith. I, spend, I still go off to the, in the woods a half a day every year. It's the beginning of the month. I journal and I pray. And I said, Lord, let me be your instrument. And I pray for divine appointments. And sometimes those divine appointments pay me. And sometimes they don't. But I've, I've learned... Uh, how bold are you? Ask to pray for him. Nobody ever turns down being prayed for. And I'm finding that as a greater and greater opportunity. And the impact of truth at work has made me more aware that I have a platform. I need to be using it. I love it. I'm just, uh, that, that encourages me. You know, that's what we set out uh, now t two decades ago to, to be a, is that inspiration and that encouragement. And that's what we're trying to do here at, uh, at Bottom Line Faith as well. And so, um, I, I love. Thank you for the transparency in that because you are under the same um, challenges that any of us have. You, you know, you've got as you said, make a living, and and there's that tension. It's always that tension. But I, I wrote this down, and I, and I and if you're driving, I don't want you to write this down. But if you're in a position to write this down, I loved what Bill just shared with us: the importance of constantly evaluating the balance of pursuing profit versus pursuing people. 
because, um, you know, get asked a lot of times, Bill, people will say, I'm a Christian company or we're a Christian company, and I understand what they're trying to say there, but we just don't believe there's any such thing as a Christian company. Yeah. I can't find anywhere in the Bible where Jesus came to die for a company. A company is an entity. He came to die for the souls of people. And so while in the midst of business, we have to make a profit, no doubt about it, but it really is about pursuing people. And you believe that, and you live that way, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you got it, and it really begins, if you're not pursuing your wife and your children at home, you probably won't do it at work. It's very intentional. You have to get up in the morning and say, I want to pursue people. Now you're going to pursue them out of your own personality and your own gifts, and, and God gives the introvert a way to pursue them, and it may be through prayer. Or maybe writing someone a note. It gives the extrovert like me. I can walk up and talk to a wall. So I, 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 you know, I'm confident to, to, to pursue them. But it's the idea of our impact is only through the people we meet and the value we bring. And so the challenge I'd say if you're in sales, are you praying for your customers? I know you're praying for your deals to close. There's no question. But are you praying for your customers? Are you praying for your customer's wife? Are you praying for your customer's situations. Are you praying for your boss? Are you praying for your boss's spouse? How are you engaging? Are you asking God to make you salt and light within him, bringing the gospel of hope? I mean, folks, we only have the message of hope. There is no other faith out there that has the true message of redemption that God, the creator of all the universe, uniquely created you in his own image. And if you have faith in Jesus Christ, he has created you to carry that image forward in what you do and who you are. And you have a unique role to play in you, and you only can fulfill that unique role because your domain, your sphere of influence is only unique to you. Nobody else can fulfill it. So that involves people. That involves going forth and being bold and being intentional and getting out from behind the TV and thinking, okay, instead of watching TV, I need to spend five minutes in prayer over the people I'm going to be calling tomorrow. It's as simple as that, but as hard as that. What I love in that is that what what was in my mind as I'm listening to what you're saying is that if I'm out there, um, as you've described, and God's given me this unique mission field, I'm the only person on the face of the planet who has a specific set of relationships and opportunities and that combination, that if I don't step into that, that if I don't, if I'm not obedient in that, that is a part of God's plan that's going to go unfulfilled. Never fulfilled. If you don't fulfill it, nobody will. And I'm not sure I've ever thought of it like that. I think that's... That's very good. That's very powerful. And and uh, if you're taking notes, I, w- I would encourage you to write that down too. That's great stuff. And so um, if you're a regular listener, you know that the last question that we ask every guest on the program um, is what we call our 423 question. It is based out of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, the words of Solomon, who says, Above all else, guard your heart, for from your heart flow the wellspring of life. And so, Bill... As I always ask, I want to ask this question. So let's fast forward the clock. It's toward the tail end of your time uh, on this side of eternity. You have a chance to gather your family, your friends, your loved ones, those most precious people to you, and you have the opportunity to pass along one piece of advice. This is your legacy advice. And you would say, above all else... Yeah, and the two things we just talked about, you're a part of God's largest story and you have a unique role to fill. 
No one else can fulfill it. But to do that, you can't do it in your own strength. You have to remember that you're more than a conqueror. Romans 8, 37 says we're more than conquerors. And that in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, you can do it because God will make all grace abound to you that with you in all sufficiency in all things at all times, you can abound to that very good work that he's called. This means that God will give you whatever you need to get through your situation. It's not about how successful you are in the world's eyes. It's how well you fulfilled your unique role in God's larger story. It's good stuff. Phenomenal stuff. And um, what I really love is when God allows us to talk with individuals like Bill who, this is real. This is, these aren't words. These aren't um, just examples. This this is like real life, and this is what's important. And so I just want to say thank you for— It's great to be here. It is fun having you. Thank you. And just thank you for your faithfulness and your modeling in the marketplace. Thank you for your investment in the program today. I do believe that God's going to honor our prayer, that somebody listening to this program, Bill, is going to be encouraged. They've been discouraged. They've kind of been down, maybe afraid to take that step of faith, maybe having a hard time coming through the valley. But listening to your story today, I just know in my spirit people are going to be encouraged. So thank you so much for that. It's great to be here. Loving it. Thank you, Ray. Well, folks, uh, believe it or not, we are wrapping up another wonderful edition of Bottom Line Faith. Again, check out our interviews at bottomlinefaith.org. As I said earlier on the program, you can scroll down and subscribe there to the podcast uh, through uh, all the traditional places, uh, Stitcher and iTunes and uh, Google Play and such. Check us out online at our social media sites. Also, check out truthatwork.org and uh, particularly look in that uh, area on the website at Truth at Work around the roundtables. If you're a Christ follower wanting to be in community, as Bill's talked about on the program today, with other like-minded Christ-following business owners and leaders, you're going to want to check out one of those roundtables again. And uh, again, thanks for joining the program today. I am your host, Ray Hilbert. God bless and faithfully go serve God in the marketplace. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye now. Bottom Line Faith is brought to you by Truth at Work. If you'd like to hear about new episodes or listen to past episodes, visit us online at bottomlinefaith.org. You can also subscribe to the show through Google Play and iTunes.